0: Now broadcasting on your favorite podcast platform, it's the Maverick Do It Different podcast with your host, Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire. When you want to step up and dare to be different, when you will dare to be great and live up to your fullest potential, when you are ready to dare to be a Maverick and live the life of your dreams filled with abundance, passion, and joy, then it's time to listen to me, Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Maverick Do It Different podcast. Welcome to this edition of Maverick Do It Different podcast. My name is Paul Fink, the Maverick millionaire, and this is where we dare to do it different. And we talk about how to step up and step out of our comfort zones, how to stretch ourselves, and how to create the community, the society and the world that we really want. And today I am blessed to have one of our special authors in Be a Success Maverick, how ordinary people do it different to create extraordinary results. With us today is Richard Schreiber, and he's a seasoned technologist who has built and deployed large custom software systems for some of the largest international investment banks and AMLAW, top 200 law firms saving millions of dollars for all co-founder of the New York City Autism Community Group, which is really what we want to be talking about, which has a Facebook following of over 500 or somewhere in that range right now. And this is the time because it's about to explode and grow. The group's most ambitious event, the Autism Tech and Innovation Expo in New York City, is planned for coming up and this year, bring together some of the amazing, innovative technology, autism so, uh, solutions of all time, and this is just one of many. I want all of you to give a round of applause if we're alive, and just great kudos to Richard Schreiber. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, Paul, thank you for that wonderful opening and introduction. Our Facebook group is now over 700. So oh,
0: amazing. We- I knew it was in that range, only I, I I, had 500 written down, and so I went with that. But yeah, growing by leaps and bounds, I knew that was happening. Yes, indeed. Congratulations. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thank you. What What led you to be an autism advocate? You've done so much. What What was the catalyst for all this?
1: Well, the catalyst was born almost 16 years ago, and that is my daughter, Katerina, who I will openly say is the most fascinating, the most interesting, and the biggest person that I know and that I learn from each and every day. She was diagnosed with autism. Actually, back then, it was called Asperger's, which yeah. is a form of a, of of autism that's subsequently been kind of rolled up into the autism spectrum. So our journey began when she was diagnosed at age seven. Um, Like a lot of parents, you know, we were kind of ignorant to what was autism. We're talking about almost 10 years ago. Um, Thankfully, it's come a long way into our consciousness today. And there are a lot of early on, early detection, early remediation, uh, and, and early on, services that really help a, a child, um, because the brain itself formulates almost entirely by age five. So, in our case, it, our, our daughter was uh, diagnosed, as I said, at seven, and that kind of began, kind of a catch as catch can, arduous journey that thankfully has led to where she's almost 16 today and she's done a tremendous amount of work and effort herself she is my inspiration as a as a father and because of her she's become my inspiration to become an autism advocate because my goal is to help other parents with sons and daughters on the spectrum like i have so that their children or young adults on the spectrum can have the kind of life that they so richly deserve which is difficult and I can get into why that is and that really became kind of the foundational element that led to putting on this expo that
0: we have coming up. I I can't even imagine uh, as dad of six children and every single one of my children, as they were going through, you know, being born and coming into our lives and 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 hoping and praying that they're healthy and, and vital and uh, have all the advantages and knowing that uh, the odds are are not in your favor, that that it is prevalent to have challenges and what do you do as a parent to uh, take care of that and inspire them to be greater? Um, that is,
1: yeah, that is a fantastic question, Paul. Um, and it starts, I think, with we as parents. Um, you know, my, my wife and I are blessed. We have a, a very strong, devout background so and upbringing. So we didn't really fall victim to the woe is me, why me why did this happen to me? And, and which I, which I know happens to a lot of parents. So the first bit of advice I can, I can give is life happens for us, not to us. Here, here. Um, our daughter is a gift. Now some may or may not see it that way, but that's really where it starts foundationally. And all, all we can do as parents is do the best we can you know, certainly a father's role, and I'm sure you know this, Paul, having six amazing children. A father's role for a daughter is to instill individuality, self-confidence, self-determination, and get her to believe that she's every bit as good as any man out there or any boy out there. So that's, that's kind of the role that I took on. My wife's I, slightly different role.
0: I, I hear you loud and clear. I've got uh, three boys and three girls and i understand and and i've uh fortunately i'm married to an independent um, powerhouse female and all three of our children my youngest now is 20 the youngest child is 20 years old and youngest mm-hmm. girl is 21 and uh and they've all grown to be independent contributing members to society yeah and and one of the as you face, and we actually, and I'll share this when we were going through pregnancy, uh, because they were twins, we had false diagnosis of autism, of Down syndrome, of mm. all these during pregnancy. Wow! And one of the things that that the woe is me comes into play is the first question that all the medical community asked me was, "Oh, you want to basically?" In their nice terminology, abort. And I went, No, and we're of, of the same uh, really strong faith, really strong understanding of life and love of it. And we're like, these are our children. There's it does not matter. Yeah. And and bring them in and saying, no, absolutely, whatever it is, we're facing it head on, and we're and we're thankful to have them in our life. Yeah. And that's where it begins. Yes.
1: It really really does. And, you know, my wife and I are blessed that, you know, our daughter is every bit of who she is. But I know there are a lot of families out there that have children, young adults on the autism spectrum that require a lot more support than our daughter does. And they work a ton harder than I ever have or my my wife ever has. But it's really their stories that inspire me uh, to want to bring together a community of assistance and, and, and services to provide for families that have members that might be nonverbal or might not be able to speak and might require greater support. It's, you know The thing about autism that's so unique is it's not an affliction, it's not a disease. It's called a neurological disorder by those in the academia community but oftentimes, it's the best explanation of it I've ever heard is they're just wired differently. Yes. And they have better, different gifts and skills. But unfortunately, most of us don't get the opportunity to see that or in some cases hear that if they are nonverbal. But yet, still, they have gifts. They have skills. And we have to find out ways to, to bring that about and, and to, to really understand and embrace that.
0: Yeah. Uh, my daughter has dyslexia and we went through that same challenge where all the people around us were basically like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it was almost a, a, a just um, dismissal of them as humans and them as having a viable life and from even teachers and administration. And in third grade, she couldn't read. She was reading at a minor kid, you know, like a one month kindergarten reading level in third grade. And it's when my wife and I both looked at one another and went, all right, if it's going to happen, it's up to us. The, the community yeah. is not, is not there going, yes, let's go. Matter of fact, they were like, well, you know, we'll be leaving her behind. And, and we went, no, and, and, and we recognized we had to step up and we did. Uh, now that daughter just graduated from college, summa cum laude. Wow. And just got a full-time job marketing, uh, marketing and um, uh, managing uh, e-commerce for a large company and um, just uh, doing amazing. All, all that because we didn't give up on her. And we saw her gifts, as you were talking about, uh, and, and recognized that they're there. We just needed to help her find the avenue to express it.
1: Yeah, that, that's, a one, that's a wonderful story, Paul. Congratulations uh, on really helping your daughter through that. And you're right, as parents, very often what happens when we have a child who's diagnosed with autism is we kind of circle the, the wagon, so to speak, And it becomes a very personal journey. And to a lot of parents, it can be very exhaustive for sure. And one of the reasons why my wife and I created our community group here in New York is to help parents, even if it's just through a posting, even if it's just through a question and answer um, so that they don't feel alone. And that even though every autistic child or adult is different, there may be ways that we can help each other through letting, uh, letting each other know what works and what doesn't work. And just that communication and that connection alone
0: uh, goes a long way. Oh my gosh, the, the community and the support and knowing you're not alone in the journey. And when the when the going gets tough, if you will, to know that you can lean on and reach out to people that have been there and done that yeah. and, and to give you the leg up, to give you the support. Uh, so valuable with parents that have that are facing this in your life, whether it 's a loved one, whether it 's a child um, what what advice would you give them?
1: Yeah, I mean, the advice that I would give them is, would well, you probably first enter into the realm of supports, you may get drawn into kind of the, the standard I call it almost like a funnel of pharmaceutical, and or advanced behavioral analysis services. Now, I want to qualify by saying not all ABA services um, are bad, but many of them are very cookie cutter and unfortunately treat our children more like trained animals. And that's just a bad experience. So, you know, we by and large had a different experience with ABA services, but it's, it's really become almost a dirty word to anyone who's on the spectrum. So you're going to get kind of directed towards that probably when you're first diagnosed, either through your pediatrician or through your psychologist or whomever diagnoses your child. But there are alternatives out there. We turned to a holistic approach ultimately with our daughter. We took her off Adderall that she was on for three years and put her on um And a concoction of essential oils. My wife became an expert uh, and a distributor for a large essential oil company. And we've had our daughter on essential oils now for five or six years. And the result, Paul, was transformative. Um, All of the side effects that she experienced gone away. She gained back a lot of lost weight. She's now able to be who she is and the essential oils help her with some of the characteristics the maybe the anxiety the nervousness the the ticks the body movements the focus and concentration now all of those things you know i don't really only address the adhd sir uh right characteristics but the essential oils help my daughter in a multitude of ways so that she can just be she can be the person she is and Really, that's all any of us can ask, right?
0: Oh, my gosh. God bless. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I, I started off my life journey uh, as in the medical field and sold almost everything there is in the medical field and worked with uh, just doctors throughout the the uh, Northeast, especially in New York City, um, mm. and uh, uh, I'm a real advocate for there are alternatives. Yes, to what the medical field offers up. And one of the biggest challenges is that that, that becomes a go-to, as you say, in almost a bad word, but for so many people that enter into, they've got an autistic child, they've got someone who is challenged in, in so many of the spectrums, and they go into the medical field, and the first thing is they a prescription is written, and they ne- it never goes further than that. That's right. the f- first step rather than the last step. Yeah. And and that's where I step in as a strong advocate going, exhaust all of the possibilities. That's a last resort to put them on medication, yeah. not the first place that you go. Yeah. Because then you'll never know.
1: That's true. And also you asked before what do, what do I recommend for parents is We kind of start off as parents looking towards what's suitable for us, uh, and not our child. And that's what you have to be present to. Now, our watershed moment in that respect was when my daughter graduated from elementary school. After being on Adderall for three years, on the last day of her graduation, I noticed she's off by herself, all the other kids are signing yearbooks, talking to each other, teachers, whatever. And she was crying. Now, my daughter never cries. And I walked over to her and I said, Katerina, what's wrong? And she said, Daddy, for six years, nobody wanted to be my friend. And that just hit me like a knife in the chest. But it was a wake up call for myself and my wife as parents, that we needed to do more. We needed to become her staunch advocate. And we needed to look at things in a different way. And that's, you know, as a technologist, you know, Software Maven, that kind of led me to open my mind to other possibilities. We enrolled her in a wonderful program called Brain Balance, which uses uh, nutrition, diet, all kinds of activities, tactile interactions, music, sound, that really interact with the brain and help restore some of the left brain, right brain functions that in an autistic person can sometimes become disconnected is is how they explain it. And uh, they're written up in the Harvard Business Review actually just last year, years later after our daughter participated as being equally effective as any pharmaceutical options. So when we did it, it was experimental. It was being poo-pooed as you can imagine by the mainstream, but we feel really vindicated, I guess, that what we did for our daughter ultimately proved to be the right thing because it helped her.
0: What a great message. And 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 always be looking for those alternatives. They're yes. out there. There's so much more that doesn't have the side effects, doesn't have the negative uh, challenges that so many of the drugs do that can really help them create a, a, a tremendous, successful life, ongoing, that's sustainable. Versus the drugs that is a diminishing return over yep. time that just destroys. And it, it's such a shame. I, I got to tell you then that whole message for parents is to do what's best for the child and to recognize that. That and, and I always look at it this way as somebody who, you know, one of my guiding lights and my motivation is being for everything I have started off with being a father of six. And I went, all right, now what? And, uh, and one of the things that I, that I coach a lot of parents around is to understand you signed up for a full-time job as a parent. Yes. And your job is the, the, the only pay you get the only way that you, that you get a grade that goes, yes, you did a successful job is when you create a successful, a contributing member to society. Yes. And and that's where you go, yes, I did. And, and um, I know the sacrifices that I've put forth for my children. I know the time and effort when I definitely didn't feel like it. When I definitely was like, oh no. Now, recognizing that that's my role, that's my job. Yes. That's what, I was, had, was lucky enough and blessed enough to be put on this earth for was to support this young human yep. and to create them to be the best that they can be. Well, you
1: said it all. That, that's, that's really what we as parents are here for. Um, I'm so happy to report that my daughter is incredibly smart and incredibly talented and has a lot of self-confidence, self-esteem. And I'm convinced that she will be a success in whatever she decides to do, but it's all on her. All I did was maybe sweep the, pa- sweep the leaves out of the pathway and maybe give her a nod here or there. But um, it sounds like you have children that really took took for whatever formative support that, and knowledge and direction that you gave them, and they ran with it. And that, that's all as parents we can ask.
0: It's what it's all about. Uh, so excited about your mission, your journey, uh, really being an advocate and what that's meant in in everything that you're doing um, what's what's next for you?
1: Well, as you mentioned, um, we want to share my my wife and I created our community group to share what we learned in our, our journey on a smaller scale, originally, we started the community group here in New York in 2016, where we'd have small playdates on the Upper East Side and go to Central Park and have wonderful uh, gluten-free snacks and kids could just kind of play and be themselves. Great. Right. But again, I was always looking for a way, how can I merge, you know, my experience and my knowledge base with my background in technology and in software. And ultimately that led me to, when I joined this networking organization, just um, sort of by chance, I started hosting networking events and, and started doing programs around autism advocacy. And that's when I discovered people doing some amazing things like George Bailey with his Z pods, which is, he was con- consigned to create something for Disney in Orlando. As part of the Star Wars exhibit, and he had two autistic sons who couldn't sleep, so he invented this sleeping pod called Sleep Pods that help his children not only sleep but creates a safe environment for them to be in. And others that are doing amazing things with mobile apps. Um, and virtual reality i think the metaverse is really going to be a huge bonus for people on the autism spectrum because it can create an environment for them that is both safe and comfortable but also can leverage some of the amazing things happening in the e-learning space today in the metaverse so it can teach autistic kids about how to go on a job interview how to how to how to have a small talk conversation with a friend at school how to address a police officer should that happen, how to properly cross the street, a whole myriad of experiences that they can have in in this kind of environment that will help them in the real world. And this is what we wanna bring um, in our upcoming expos that I think I mentioned, first to the people of New York City, and then our goal is to create a mission around our community of exhibitors and, and speakers all in this holistic, alternative, innovative, and tech-driven solution base, and take it around the country, do expos in different markets, and then ultimately uh, take it around the world. Uh, so we're we're here to create a mission around that, and and lastly, a, a big piece of our, our conversation and mission too, is the incredible underrepresentation that people that are neurological have in the in the workforce. So there's some amazing advents that are happening in that space, too. And, you know, large organizations are beginning to see the value and the benefit of someone on the spectrum or someone who is neurodiverse beyond just computer coding or what the types of jobs that kind of stereotypical, typically rather, fit into an autistic person's skill set. Their skills are way beyond that. And the potential is literally wide open. Um with organizations to yeah. to employ them. Uh,
0: amazing. And it, so many aspects. And so all your expos, all your mission of, of education, uh, absolutely, we're going to direct people to how to get involved, how to support you, and how to create just a connection with you, because this is such an important uh, journey that you're on. Uh, so personal for yourself, and personal for so many people and, that don't really have an anchor of support that uh, like what you're offering up. And so absolutely, we're going to make sure that everybody that needs, wants, and desires this is connected with you so that we can really um, get this information out to the people that need it and create that support. In the meantime, I do want to touch on just a little bit of a personal thing outside of your, your family, you personally, we've got people that are listening from all around the globe. You're a reader, you're an advocate of, of study. What book would you recommend that our listeners go out and grab hold of and read?
1: Mm. If it's, if it's within the autism space, um, there are some great books out there, um, for girls with Asperger's. Um, they're all, all on Amazon. You can, uh, check them. Uh, sorry. I don't recall the title. I got it for my daughter, but it's, it's important for them to read about who they are. Yeah. And, and, uh, th- these books are pretty amazing in that, uh, they're often written by someone who is on the spectrum. So yeah. they can really kind of embrace that. I mean, me personally, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge sports fan. So I've read just about every sports bio out there. I was also a film minor in college. So, um, used to love reading books about film directors and, and film stars um, as well as anything by Michael Lewis and, and uh, anything, uh, his, his unusual writing about uh, the way things really are versus what you see in the media.
0: Oh, that's, that's incredible. Uh, so with your movie background, what's your favorite movie?
1: Hands down, Casablanca. Um, okay. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm also a, uh, a fiction writer. I write, uh, interracial romances around that are sprinkled with a, a, sort of a crime element as well. Crime drama. And Casablanca is the ultimate, uh, story around finding love in the most un- unusual places during world war two and in, in a town in Morocco. And, uh, But it's also about uh, the character played by Humphrey Bogart, Rick Blaine, who is an anti-hero, but comes around and does the right thing and and definitely has a moral center. And I think there's a a lot of that in all of our stories. You know, life is not not black and white, plain vanilla. It's very nuanced. And we all probably go through interesting stories in our lives that uh, are just really part of who we
0: are so fascinating with your background to be able to look at at life and the human condition from that point of view and uh to have that awareness really special really special uh singer band
1: uh you know it's funny back in the 1980s rolling stone magazine had this desert island disc concept which was if you were marooned on a desert island what 10 albums would you take with you <laughs> i remember that and uh four of them for me would probably be by my favorite band the beatles
0: very cool what's the number one beatles album
1: that is a tough tough one as well but i think sentimentally their last abbey road
0: oh very cool yes yeah, I can see that. Very cool.
1: But the White Album is up
0: there, of uh, course. That's usually the first choice of most people. Magical
1: yeah. Mystery Tour. I mean, just yep. incredible. And, of course, their first American, Meet the Beatles, which was released in 64.
0: Which, which uh, yeah, you and I are um, in, in that time frame. I still uh, have the original Capitol uh,
1: pressing of that. It's
0: about a half an inch thick. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, I remember those days. Listen, for, for all that we've been talking about on, on personal and business and, and, of course, on the autism and and being a parent, family, with all of our listeners, final words of wisdom?
1: Um, again, the one piece of advice I can give parents is, it, it you know, in your mindset. Try to find that your child is special in ways that you may not see. Um, give yourself that freedom and that gift to allow that to happen. And I know for many of you, if your child is, is nonverbal or has, throws tantrums or has behaviors that make that very difficult, just stay with it because there will be moments in there. Where you'll have enormous pride and joy um, as a parent, so stick with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, stick with it. Stick with it. They they are worth it, and uh, on all levels. And they will give back so much more to you when you do. Flat out, yes. Yeah, Richard. What a pleasure for all of you. The contact to get a hold of Richard Schreiber is right here absolutely reach out. You want to be part of this mission with Richard, reach out to him. You want support or help, reach out. You want to be a part of the community, reach out. This is so valuable and so important. I cannot say it enough. Connect, 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 communicate. Let's make this happen for everybody uh, and everyone's benefit in the world. Uh, thank you so much, Richard Schreiber, for being here. Uh, we look forward to watching your growth and your mission uh, just flourish throughout the land. Really appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you, Paul, and thank you for who you are in the world and in bringing forth our our messages to the to the folks. And thank you for being a great parent.
0: Yeah, it, no thanks needed. I already got my kudos and and the reward back in my life tenfold and a million fold, so thank you so much for that. Uh, Absolutely, reach out and remember Richard's whole story is also in the success. Be a Success Maverick, how ordinary people do it different to achieve extraordinary results. Read his story and several others in volume four. Uh, All information and links to get the book, to be able to participate with this community is right here for you, where you're seeing this video and listening to this podcast. So thank you so much for that. My name is Paul Fink. I am the Maverick Millionaire. This is the Maverick Do It Different podcast. Till next time, everyone. Thanks for listening to Paul Fink. That's me, the Maverick Millionaire and the Maverick Do It Different podcast. You can listen to us anytime, 24-7 on your podcast listening platform of choice, introduce us to your friends give us five-star rating and subscribe and share us across all your social media platforms to anyone that could really utilize this message right now Till next time everyone